Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ACC Insider. Jeremy Austin here for the Australian CrossFit Championship. Here with Jenny Gallagos, uh, part, part of the social media team at the ACC, and also, and also our Aussie legend. We've taken him on board as our uh, pseudo Aussie. It is the USA's Chad Kacker. Chad, welcome. What an honor to be here. Thanks for having me, you guys. Mate, obviously we have got an uh, absolute bucket load to talk about uh, with you today. Um, first and foremost, let's rewind a couple of weeks um, and hitting our Aussie shores uh, and introducing us to the world that is Chad Cackert. How was the trip overall? Oh, man, unforgettable. Uh, I'm going to look back on that for the rest of my life. Uh, first time to Australia and um, better than expected. Everybody said y'all would be nice. You were more than hospitable and polite and friendly. And uh, the food was better than expected. Of course, the coffee was good. Loved the whole trip. And I did get to adventure quite a bit. Uh, what was your favorite part? Obviously, apart from competing, what was your favorite part of your trip down here? Oh, it might have been the hike to Minion Falls. It was uh, so I got an Airbnb with a family. I didn't realize um, <laughs> they were there and they told me to check out Minion Falls, and that's all I knew. So I got there and realized it was several hundred feet and uh, that there was a four and a half a hike to get to the bottom and I just went for it I had no expectations and it just got more beautiful as I went and uh, really enjoyed taking in that that nature while I had the chance excellent um, now coming into your second ever CrossFit competition your first one obviously Southfit in uh, South America uh, coming out here did you place any expectations on yourself coming into competition you know, I wanted to do better than I did in Argentina. And th those expectations were relatively low because I placed, I think, 36th out of 42 down there um, for whatever reasons. But I, I feel like I had some good takeaways coming out of that. Um, changed my training, not dramatically, but just uh, made a few tweaks here and there to suit what I might expect from sanctionals. And uh, was happy to see it, it. It paid off. It's always nice to be validated that your hard work with intention is making sense for what you want to do. Absolutely. And uh, you're one of only a few people who have managed in the last couple of years to take out two event wins at the ACC. Uh, the first event was obviously a highlight for everyone around the world because it's the first time anyone's ever seen it. And you just casually stroll in and take out the win. You know, I when that was released, being the only workout that was announced, my, my first reaction was, and not not to sound um, boastful, but I thought I could win that. Um, my background was football, and I, I played professionally. Coming out of college, I actually spent a, a short, short time with the Jaguars, and I would say... 90% of the reason I did get picked up as a rookie free agent was because of my 40-yard sprint. Um, 
So I was just really good at running short, fast distances. And so I didn't know if I still had that capability because I, I just don't sprint every day. Like once a year. And to be honest, it terrifies me to run fast because I've pulled my hamstring so many times. So uh, I was more than grateful to just make it through the first couple of heats. But then to just keep going was uh, really enjoyable. I was glad to be able to soak that in. How was it different, Chad, with um, being on the sand for the sprinting? Uh, uh, definitely slower. But, you know, my, my argument was everyone was like, yeah, you're fast, but what about in the sand? It's like, well, everyone's running in the sand. But sure enough, I get there and it feels completely different. So if you did have experience there, there certainly was an advantage. Um, but, but, yeah, just your feet don't stay under you the same way they would if you were on a solid surface. Now, with um, results going the Aussies' way at the CrossFit Games last year, two inside the top 10, how was it to rub shoulders with guys coming in with way more experience than yourself, but you still managing to hold them out for event wins? Oh, man, what a treat. It was just, uh, you know, it's kind of like playing with the pros. Really? So, it, first of all, it's pretty humbling to be there with them. Um, but then to beat a couple of them in a couple workouts, whether they were my strengths or not, was, uh, I mean, it's just, the whole experience was fun. And it's, it's what a great measure to um, put your fitness and your training up against to be on the field with those guys. Like having someone like James Newbery, Matt McLeod, uh, Baden Brown, who's our two-time national champ now, uh, like shoulder to shoulder, and obviously newcomer now, Jay Crouch, who you nudged out of the final event in the beach flags. Uh, obviously, he's got a big future, uh, but what does the future hold for you? Well, it looks like there are, you know, pending the status of the world, there's going to be uh, another online qualifier for four more sanctionals. Um so I might have a run at that. Um, if not, um, there's plenty to focus on with coaching right now and just maintaining the level of fitness I've worked to achieve and uh, see what happens with next year's Open. And obviously fast-forwarding um, from the ACC to now, there was uh, a little bit of conjecture uh, about what the virus was going to look like back then. We now go full-blown. Uh, borders closing, everyone having to bail and get home. Um, obviously, it's a scary sort of time, especially um, from what I've heard in the US uh, over the last couple of days. Yeah, so I consider myself very lucky to um, – I had my original flight home. Nothing was changed. It was actually a really easy process, but I did find out from one of the flight attendants it was the last flight Qantas was going to do from Sydney to Dallas until September. So really lucky to get on there. Apparently the day before at DFW, there was a 10-hour wait to get out of the airport after you traveled and landed because they were, they were testing everybody. Um, but it took me about 20 minutes just to get my bags and call an Uber. So super grateful that um, I was able to get through and, and I feel healthy. It's, it's an interesting disease in the sense that um, you can be asymptomatic and carry something around that you don't know and put people that you care about at risk without having any idea that you're doing so. So it's um, 
that, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. And, you know, no welcome home get together. I really haven't been able to share these stories with anybody um, because it was get back home and, and get to work. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm even more grateful to be home because of the people I work with and the way everything's being handled here. Chad, I've seen on your um, stories some of the workouts that um, people in your affiliate have been doing at home. What's been the process there for you guys with um, the gym closing and trying to still keep that community vibe going in the virtual space? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because uh, this this could be something that's helpful in Australia. Not that um, there's one right way to handle something like this, but under the guidance of Spencer Nix, who is the owner of CrossFit Dallas Central, um, all of our coaches are full-time, and so we're all responsible for a certain amount of our members, so everyone has someone to go to. And when we found out our doors were closing, um, without hesitation, we set up all of our members individually on our online coaching platform, which is True Coach. This is typically an upgraded membership because it requires a lot more one-on-one -on -one time and attention. But we pretty much, the process was get them on True Coach, ask them what equipment they have available. And then what if they didn't have something available, we signed them up to take equipment from the gym. And so now pretty much every member has something to take home. Um, and then we take the programming that was already prescribed for our group class and we're modifying it based on their equipment and their, um, their needs. But since everyone's been just transitioned to remote programming based on what they have available to them. Yeah, I've seen some of the, uh, and some of the fun still being injected in there with, um, people doing burpees over their dog and using their pets as, um, their weights for their front squats and things like that. So that's been really cool. I think, um, with, you know, everyone self-isolating social media is going to be a huge thing for keeping communities together and, um, for our CrossFit affiliates uh, around the world to keep in touch with their members and keep that sort of, yeah, community vibe going and just keep everyone inspired to keep moving at home. Um, so it's great to see that already kind of kicking off and um, even just sharing information about ways that you can keep your fitness levels up. What are some of the things that you find that you think that you'll be doing at home to keep those um, competitive, I guess, level of fitness yeah, in that sort of higher echelon? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, and that there is rumors going around that that it's going to get a little more stringent around here and that there might be early curfews or um, actual county lockdowns of people being forced to stay inside uh, we haven't gotten there yet but if that is the case then uh, it's probably a good time to work on those uh, you know press to stands and l sits or handstand holds or just kind of those uh, nuanced skills that can have a lot of carryover when you don't have a lot of room um, for instance, yesterday I did a hundred burpee box jump overs for time, which was, you know, <laughs> one way to work on some mental fortitude. But um, yeah, we'll find a way, regardless. As long as I mean, there's there's so much to be grateful for right now. If we have, uh, I mean, we have air conditioned homes to be in. Maybe not everybody, but we still have TV and we have internet connection and. Um, Hopefully, most of us have our fridges full with food, and um, it's it's as good a time as any to be grateful for the moment we have. I mean, there's all this mindfulness talk um, about 
not about staying in the moment, not being in the past or in the future. Staying present, and now's the time where that's going to come in real handy. Yeah, great advice. Now, Jen, from a social media perspective, um, obviously we pumped out a lot of content. Um, a lot of it uh, from the early get-go was of Chad taking out Event 1, uh, which gained so much traction right around the world. Even HQ picked up um, the little bit of uh, Chad nudging out Jay. Um, did you see much response from overseas uh, in relation to the, the footage that was being put out? Yeah, look, we got, um, particularly for the Instagram live feed that we did of that beach event, we got such amazing feedback from all over the world um, for that event. And I think it was just really exciting. People were looking forward to that. And then when we announced that we were going to stream it, um, those sort of excitement levels went up even further. So we, we did have people logging on from all over the world. And all of those sort of event highlights that we were posting, we got great traction on people sharing those and, and commenting on those. It was really, really cool to see that the, the whole global community was coming together uh, to help us celebrate, you know, this event that we had, you know, in little old Gold Coast. Yeah, what a great way to start the weekend. The first contact event in CrossFit. And uh, really cool that y'all were able to get out there and put it on Instagram Live so that, uh, you know, my friends and family back home were able to follow along. Um, I didn't have great reception out there with my phone, but once I got to some Wi-Fi, it was, it was pretty blown up. <laughs> so thank you all for uh, putting that out there and doing such a good job at it. Mate, I, what I reckon we should have done was done like a gauntlet one-on-one -on -one, uh, tackling type scenario um, and like survival of the fittest type stuff and see who comes out on top. <laughs> Could have been blood. There's always next year, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, blood's okay. Okay, just don't break any bones or anything. <laughs> yeah. we, we call that the Oklahoma drill. You lay down on your backs, and then you get up and charge each other from about five meters away. Or we could use jousting sticks or something. Yeah, ball, ball absolutely. And we did, yes, assault bike jousting. <laughs> yeah, here we go. There's the next event next year. 1.5 meter distance apart, though. <laughs> yes. We actually did that as an event at CFDC. I'll see if I can find that archive and send it to you. We put chalk buckets on our head, cut holes out so we could see through and used PVC pipes. And it was whoever got to five calories first. And you got to swat your PVC at your opponent. <laughs> um, now, now that we've got you um, from like your stateside now, um, we were a little bit in shock. Uh, the NBA just goes, we're shutting down. Uh, NHL follows suit, all that sort of stuff. Like we didn't see it here until just recently. Actually, actually some of the sports over here are still going, but without crowds. Uh, but what was it like when you got back and you went, okay, the NBA has just stopped? Yeah, you know, I, I think I had a similar response to most people when it was like, okay, there's a flu going around, whatever. Um, and then as it ramped up, it was like, okay, we need to take this a little more seriously. Um, and maybe we should have from the start. But um, as far as all that goes, it was 
like I said, when I got home, a really quick transition at that point, Dallas had advised or the, the country had advised no gatherings of 10 or more. So we were figuring out how to work um, in our space with, you know, keeping six foot separation and not using equipment that people would share. So no rope climbs, pull up bars, no, just kind of get your one piece and stick to your spot. And then uh, by the end of the day, it was, we were closed. And so at that point we, you know, went on mission to dish out workouts to everybody we could. But as far as, uh, you know, lifestyle and, and stuff, um, I may still be a little bit in the blind on what's really going on out there just because this is the routine of wake up program, work out myself, go back to programming and then start over. Um, so very different than the routine I'm used to, but um, still happy to be doing something that's at least helpful for our members. Chad, speaking of programming, can you give us your thoughts on the programming for ACC and how how that was for you? Um, I know it's only your, it was only your second um, sort of competition, but in terms of uh, all of the movements and everything that it tested you on, what were some of your thoughts on that? Oh, for sure. Um, great workouts, very simple, very effective. Um, I thought the first day was just beautiful. Um, especially not knowing what's coming, uh, after the first day when you're that sore, it's kind of like, okay, good. Cause I would stay up, you know, probably for hours thinking about how to approach a workout. Um, so it was nice to only have to think about recovery and getting ready for the next day and whatever it brought. Um, but it was, uh, you know, we had four workouts the first day that challenged pretty much every facet of fitness there is, um, going from short sprints to the longest workout we had, which had a 20-minute cap, high skill, uh, endurance all, all. So the second day, I believe we had three workouts and all, you know, some mod object stuff in there. Again, a nice little balance of time domains and triplets and couplets. Um, and then it was kind of like, all right, well, we've done seven workouts in two days. Are we going to end up doing 14 or more workouts or what's going to happen from here? Um, and so day three, I thought it was very kind of Des to give us two workouts and kind of let our bodies maybe not necessarily recover, but at least not be burnt out for Sunday going into the final day where we were certainly going to get more. Um, but even still, the the final day had workouts that were great to spectate um they were easy to perform with intensity um without running the tank dry so i thought it was a very very well thought out balance of workouts um that allowed the athletes to perform at their best for four days and we uh we saw that the um the double under handstand walk we we first saw sort of like the elimination style of of event come up uh, in Brazil a couple of years ago, um, and now it's sort of sort of staple that it is going to be like a really short effort, um, and if you're not up to standard, you get left behind. And obviously, you did very well um, in that event, but was it as exciting or nerve wracking to perform as it was to watch? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you had to put your pedal to the metal every round. In the first one, it was kind of like, okay, my shoulders are not as fresh as I thought. And <laughs> in the second round, I could literally feel my um, my motor like revving down. Like I was trying to double under faster and I could feel myself slowing down. I'm like, geez, I got handstand walk. Well, forgive me, handstand sprints next. <laughs> and uh, am I going to be able to stay <laughs> from falling on my face? Um, and so if you let off, you were, you were out. Um, but, yeah, that was a really fun event. I could see how it would be very frustrating to um, be eliminated in one of the early rounds because they are so much fun, but also there's a lot on the line. But uh, I'm happy it turned out the way it did. You'll sprint across the finish line at the very end. Um, walk us through what happened there. <laughs> okay, so earlier in the day, I I did well on the, uh, what, what was that, the heavy workout, the, the clean and jerks, and I ran to the finish line and awkwardly celebrated like I have done in the past with touchdowns. Um, I usually just shake my, or high five and give the ball to the ref or whatever, but um, so I had time to contemplate what I would do if I one another heat <laughs> and so i did not anticipate winning that sprint and so you know i just gave another awkward fist bump true to form and uh i <laughs> judge his hand and said thanks i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> bike it up as you go along <laughs> <laughs> all right so with uh, the acc being one of the last sanctionals being run um before the virus uh there's going to be obviously a massive backlog of postponed events coming up to the last sort of three four weeks before the games um obviously that's going to make things very difficult for people to uh to travel around and get to those sanctioned events yeah absolutely um and in crossfit it's not dissimilar from life where we're I mean, this is really what we're training for, right? Is the unknown and unknowable. And, and here it is, right? CrossFit has um, boasted itself to be a lifeboat against chronic disease and unexpected illnesses just like this. And so we're kind of put in a unique position where we get to put that to actual practice. Um, and so these sanctionals are, I kind of, I kind of think, uh, an afterthought compared to what's actually going on right now. But if the athletes um, can find a way to travel, if they can find a way to get to multiple events, um, if we can get these things running, then I think it's just more of a testament when we do see these athletes perform um, that they're going to be ready for anything that life throws at them. With um, I know with uh, the isolation sort of stuff, my biggest fear with my members at the gym um, is that people will get too complacent sitting at home in routine because when people are normally at home, they get a little bit lazier with what they're doing uh, and they won't actually work out. What have you got uh, in store for your guys that you remotely program for uh, just to make sure they're accountable, uh, not only to you but to themselves as well? Yeah, so um, staying on top of our online platform and making sure we're checking in with every athlete every day. It's a lot of work. 
but um, I think absolutely worth it. It's important to relay the message and preach to them that um, this is their health and the battle we're fighting right now out there that's invisible is for our health. And to lose anything we've gained, everything we've done to build strong hearts and strong lungs, um, all the intelligent and thoughtful eating we've been doing of whole natural foods um, is putting itself against the test right now. And I think that's an important message to continue to deliver to the members of our affiliates and our friends and family. Um, As far as the kind of programming we're doing at home, uh, uh, before I left for Australia, I did do programming through the first week of April in a specific phase that involved uh, conditioning for DT, overhead squat strength, um, the 15-minute max meter row test, and all these other uh, benchmarks that we've kind of created to go through this phase of six weeks. And so we're kind of in the middle of it. And so for, for instance, next Monday, we had a six six four four two two overhead squat. What we can do is send that to our athletes, um, not as is, but with modifications to do a single arm overhead squat, because that's a skill we don't normally see. Um, add some tempo in there because we have some lighter loads. Um, and so maybe it ends up being six reps with a four second descent, a two second pause at the bottom, which is alone going to be grueling and then uh you know depending on the equipment they have we can make that challenging it could be a wall facing pausing squat so there's there's definitely ways to make this happen um for everybody regardless of their circumstances now with um i know uh chase ingram um who's at um east dallas as well um he was one of the first publicly um, closed gyms uh, in Texas. Um, What do you think about that position as like a reactive thing straight off the bat? Do you think that was the right thing to do or um, should he have felt the water out a little bit? Because I know he had uh, in his neighborhood alone, he had a lot of infections like very quickly. Um. Yeah, it's hard to say what's right and what might have been wrong at this point. But um, in hindsight, I think closing the gyms could only have been a bad idea if this was a joke. And it's clearly not a joke. So um, the fact that he decided to do that with his affiliate before it was enforced by the city, I think is is perfectly fine. Um for him to be proactive, and I'm sure that his members appreciate that. Because there, he did mention that Dallas uh, was one of the really hot spots for infection early on, even before a lot of the reports uh, in the US came out. Um, and he sort of came out and just said, "Look, guys, I don't really have a choice. Like he's got two very young kids. Uh, he's obviously got to protect his family as well." Uh, and I think that's the message that people are trying to get out is you've got to stay fit and healthy, but you've also got to protect your loved ones, especially uh, those who are getting a little bit on in age. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It it is a time where we have to kind of take stock of what our priorities are, what's important to us and what we're willing to sacrifice. Um, And if eating a couple rent checks for the sake of some lives (laughs) is it, then I think that's absolutely worth it. 
Yeah, and I think technology is going to be a big part of getting everyone through this, particularly with, you know, like the apps that people use for for programming and for managing um, their clients and with social media, keeping people together. That's going to be um, a a really important thing. I want to um, just go back to um, ACC20 and chat in episode five. I was chatting with uh, Ruth and Pip about social media and athletes and um, the different uh, approaches they take uh, before, during and after a competition, whether they're online or whether they go silent over that time. How did you find social media for you um, during these, I guess, even the two events that you've done so far? What's your take on on whether you should be on it, whether you should be off it, or how much impact does it have for you when you're getting ready for and competing in, a, in an event? Yeah, that's a good question. It is kind of interesting uh, thinking back to like maybe a comparison of being on a team where if you were found on your phone in a meeting or, you know, halftime during a game, you might be fined, <laughs> let alone losing focus. But um, I think it, it really depends on the athlete and their mindset. Um for me personally, some of that social media went to, and I know Des might balk at this, but um, you know, maybe talking to my friends like, hey, they just announced we're going to do seven muscle-ups and 30 wall balls and seven hang squat cleans at 100 kilos. How should I approach this? And uh, you know, talking it through with friends it just kind of helps with maybe some of the confidence. But um, you know, there might be another athlete uh, like James who – I didn't get to talk to a lot, but just observing him as you would if you want to improve, it's important to watch what the best do. Um, and he seemed to just have his headphones in and his eyes closed and any chance he had to be recovering, he was taking. Um, I don't think I really ever saw him on his phone. So um, that could be the right way to do it, but there could be other athletes um, at his level that maybe do take to social media and maybe find encouragement there. Um, now, moving forward, um, when uh, I know obviously there's travel bans on at the moment, um, so when are you booking your next flight uh, down to see us? When is the ACC 21? Hey, we don't, we don't need a competition for you to come and visit us. <laughs> um, well, I'm really planning on uh, making my way back next year. Um, and I already I talked to Spencer Nick today about traveling with me this time i gave him a year heads up and uh you know we're we're in the process of moving our affiliate and obviously what's going on right now and he's got three daughters so i think a year is a, is a good enough heads up to get him to join but i uh, i'm definitely coming back to australia i can bear the 17 hour flight that's no big deal nah just gotta sleep for a bit you'll be right <laughs> that's right every <laughs> time do you well, still mate. Have uh, plans on coming out this way? Uh, well, not not at present. Um, I was hoping to get out for the games later in the year, but uh, we'll just have to obviously see how uh, how things uh, turn out, travel wise and safety wise, for not just obviously myself, but the uh, entire community. Um, but yeah, it's always a, a good trip, uh, Dallas Fort Worth, going through the. Uh, on the way through to Madison. So it's, um, yeah, there's every chance I'll be popping over to see you. All right. And I've, I've got my spectator ticket to the games already. So if you are going to be there, I'll see you. Oh, perfect. Easy. <laughs>
All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out today um, to chat with us. Great to get some insight uh, from you on what uh, did happen at the ACC and what's happening currently. Um, we are jumping out of our skin to get you back here because um, it was just like having another one of our buddies hanging around when you were here. So it was uh, great to have you here. I really appreciate that, Jenny and Rookie, and thanks for everything y'all have done to help spread the the good um, content to everyone around the world. It's it's been an absolute pleasure, and I'll be sharing this with uh, my friends and family around here too. Yeah, thanks, Jaden. Look after yourself and all of your gym members, and um, yeah, we'll we'll be seeing you in the virtual world. Absolutely, y'all stay well. Will do. Cheers, buddy. See you later. All right, see ya.